It was a secret government program known as Project Destiny. We're building a weapon that could generate targeted seismic events. Designed to use earthquakes to attack our enemies. I'm getting a seismic reading. It was a perfect, untraceable weapon. Destiny is a go. Until something went wrong. I'll put this as simply as I can. Everybody on Earth is dead in a year. How could this have happened? It was Project Destiny. We killed the planet. One, two, three. And I want to start this one a little bit different. Happy anniversary, guys. Oh, you yeah. Know what, you, know what, you know what April 22nd is? When that you're anniversary. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's our anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. So, yeah, happy anniversary. What episode is this? Do you know? No. How would I know? Uh, it is episode 26. Okay. Listen, we we had we had a couple of uh, we had a couple of hiatuses. We had weddings. We had COVID. We had things. Yeah. We should every start. two weeks. That's not that's not bad. I just realized we, we should start. You know, saying which episode <laughs> <laughs> our intro. It's right. they're listening. We're improving. Look and read. Yeah, but I mean, it's still nice to hear it and say. It. We're counting. Well, happy anniversary. It only took us a year to find out. I wonder what we'll learn before uh, April 22nd, 2023. Yeah. How you guys doing? Oh, doing dandy. Well, today is April 21st, and I had a very nice April 20th yesterday. So how are you guys doing? Many blessings. Many blessings to the blessed <laughs> holiday. <laughs> I think it's uh, for that community. I, I think it's it should be a new year, you know, like kind of their New Year's. Okay, you're imagine, I imagine waking up <laughs> out, of your, out of your stupor from the day before. You feel like you're in a new year. So, <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> like coming out of Jumanji. <laughs> I say quote unquote their community because I allegedly, who knows, you know. All right. It's okay. The WWE kicked it off its wellness policy and that was like the last like big one so i think it's <laughs> i think it's fine well what are we here to do and who are we well the who are we question is a little loaded but the what we're here to do question is we're gonna talk about some movies with some sultry tones um i forget i for, always forget what the second thing i say is but i know the third the last thing is drink so I saw Brandon had a nice a nice glass with a with a frothy head on it, so I'm kind of intrigued to see to see what he's got going on over there. Drinking out of my 420 glass, the uh, Sweetwater Pale Ale. I, this is one of my this is one of my just like glasses I always use. Just happen to be it. Just happened, yeah. What are you drinking out of it? Uh, so tomorrow's also Earth Day. And um, I got the Fatheads Sunshine Daydream, um, really which is just like a peace, love, and happiness is the around the ring of the can. But it's one of my it's one of my favorite beers. I could drink it all the time. It's a session IPA. Sunshine Daydream is just it's very nice, just a mm-hmm. very nice beer. Oh, Chris. I'm, I'm also drinking something local, uh, sibling revel. Revelry Brewing, uh, just their IPA. Felt like an IPA, so that's what I went with. 
good what reasons. about you what about you maki i have a delightful magner's irish cider is that the crabbies is that the crabbies is that different the what crabbies is one of those irish ciders no like the brand is named magner's okay never mind never mind <laughs> yeah no it's it's a it's a actually the first cider i ever had back in the day um I thought you were talking about recently at first, which I would have been a call bullshit. Yeah, obviously that would have been bullshit. No, it's the <laughs> it's the most it's the first cider I ever had. I actually went to uh, how old was I? Nineteen? I want to say. Uh, went to Scotland, and I had had it. I had this before, but I went there, and you know you can walk into a bar when you're nineteen in Scotland because the drinking age is eighteen. They had Magners on tap. And they would serve it over ice. No. Oh. And it was just delightful. It's got a nice, like, pink hueish color to it, but not like, more like an, kind of like, a, like an, a pinkish amber kind of thing. So when you pour it over the ice, it looks really nice. And every time I see it at a local bar, I will get it over ice. And I, seven times out of 10, the bartender gives me like the wink and the gun, like, good job. Oh. <laughs> Oh, nice. Nice. So, it's my day. Mm-hmm. It it's is my day. day. It's my day. Hello. You, you picked out a great movie for us. Um, we are going to be going over the, <laughs> the 2003 uh, sci-fi epic blockbuster film known as The Core. Which is very fitting for Earth Day being on April 22nd as well. Which I also like to call Armageddon in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But we'll discuss that later. Um, Given the the theme of the film, by the way, we're Mark Austin and Brandon. We didn't, we forgot the who are you part. Um, Given the theme of the film, we're going to do top five weird ways the world ended or almost ended in movies. Because this is a weird one. It's very I weird. I've never pretty- seen this in a, any other movie, I don't think. I would <laughs> hope not, because if this becomes a theme, <laughs> if this becomes a theme... <laughs> yeah, I mean... This is just... Stop thinking of ideas. <laughs> I mean, we do a lot of the apocalyptic end of the world movies recently, I feel like. Well, and also a, really good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not it's like we're getting a theme going ourselves, but I'll start off with our top five. So I think we probably everyone has this on there, but I have Armageddon. I don't have Armageddon on mine just because it's an asteroid and it's actually like ending. it's feasible you know it's not an entirely weird way <laughs> that, that okay. was my thought process of it well i'm okay. very intrigued to hear your top five so it's a very tough one <laughs> well I, listen i love we, armageddon i love we talked about armageddon a lot again nicole still hasn't seen it i was like what, what should my top five be and she said i can't think of any i said armageddon 
Oh yeah, I should watch it sometime. Yeah, you should. We should watch it sometime. Um, my next one, my, my next one is uh, the first Austin Powers, where they <laughs> <laughs> almost drill to the center of the earth and blow up the world and make oh. all the volcanoes explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. I, I that's I like that one. I didn't even think of that. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, come on now. That's <laughs> and you know, they're it's funny, like the kids at, at work, uh Austin Powers randomly will get brought up and no one's ever seen it and no one likes Austin Powers. And I'm like, man, that was just like perfect slap, like kind of like goofy Austin slap Powers, comedy. Austin Powers is a phenomenal series of movies. I will the, f- <laughs> the first <laughs> my first not first date, but like I don't know, first person that I brought home uh uh when I got back into the dating pool. I was like, Yeah, no, it'll be a nice night. Like we'd be on a few dates, it'll be a nice night, I'll make some dinner, we'll watch we'll watch something. And then uh <laughs> Then he start start scrolling through Netflix, and I see all the Austin Powers movies on Netflix. I swear to God, I sat down with this girl, and we watched all three Austin Powers. Movies. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing my ass off the whole time because it's so good. Didn't get a second date. Can't believe it. <laughs> well, that was like the third or fourth date. I got a fifth, okay. date, and everything went to hell after that. But. <laughs> Hey, did you hear that they they there's a rumor about them making the fourth one? They've had rumors about that for 10 years. I mean, I would love it. I was I was about to say, like, I wish they would come back with it. Just one yeah. more. Just one yeah. more to make it goofy. Like an old Austin Powers would be really funny. Mike Austin Myers Powers. said he would only do it with the right script. So if, if they make one, you know it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Also, when you watch the first one again, you see how much because he's you know, multiple characters and he's Dr. Evil and Austin Powers, how much they do a crappy job of shooting it from his back and like, yeah. it's obviously not him but anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. My next one is another kind of goofy one, um, but this is the end, because we've talked about it a bunch and it's the end of the world and you know, I was, I, I was thinking of putting it on there on but my, I wanted I wanted to as well, but at the same time I thought the criteria was almost ended yeah, the world was in fire and demons are everywhere. But it ends. The way it ends almost It doesn't ends. almost. Whatever. <laughs> it does end. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's um, what Go ahead. Okay. And, you know, I got to talk about my boy, Nick Cage in The Knowing. Do you guys ever see The Knowing? I don't think it's the knowing. It's just or knowing. Just right? know, okay, knowing. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking, that, yeah. I. That's a great movie. It's a great Nick Cage movie. It's, I mean, obviously over the top. He sees the codes. He breaks the code of all these natural events that are going to happen. Ultimately, oh, the world's going to oh, end. This movie. He can he can see ahead in time, like what is it, six seconds? But there's one woman that allows him to see way further into the future uh, than. Um, than what he could That's with not... anybody else. Am I? It's been too long since I've seen it. I just thought he broke the code that they were like it wrote down the dates and like 
plane crashes and everything and then he looks into the future and like that has all these dates of things that are going to happen ultimately the world's going to end i didn't know he could the only way he can see he can see that is because of this one woman he meets she basically he writes a code he breaks a code from his daughter's like homework assignment and so it has he try like goes back in history sees all the dates okay i need to watch this again (laughs) so i i don't know i remember we used to talk about there was a point where they're like driving down the road and all of a sudden like a car comes out of nowhere and just t-bones somebody and her buddy cody yeah we used to always scream but it was always that line but anyway dawn of the dead no brandon that t-bone that t-bone scene brandon i I know wait, what wait, wait, I'm wait, talking wait. about. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tenue. It's all coming back in fragments. Um, Anyways, uh, my last one, my last one, which I, I didn't watch until uh, COVID happened, was Outbreak. I was going to say, some, one of us has to have some sort of pandemic kind of thing on there, even though it's much more real these days than anything else. But. Yeah. I think that was the creepy part. I watched it like I'm like two, three weeks into COVID and when it was starting to get really bad. Um, and Why do you do that to yourself, like you watch the strangers in a cabin by yourself. I don't, I mean, <laughs> right place, right time. I don't know. Brain makes the, makes the movies more entertaining. So those are my top five. What'd you All guys right. got? Mark, you want me to go or. Oh, go um... ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. All right. Um, so I got Moonfall. Have you seen it yet, Mark? No. Basically, okay. based off of the sterling review you guys gave. <laughs> uh, now that I've seen the core, I think Moonfall and the core are identical. Like they're equal. <laughs> do you do you agree with that, Austin? I would say just when you see where the budget for the special effects starts running out, and where it's gonna get to the end of this movie, and However, in that, the world doesn't almost end. It it just ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the so I like you said, Mark, you think Armageddon it well, the core is the opposite of Armageddon. I think the core is maybe the opposite of Moonfall once you see it. It's it's yeah. kind of just like space the core. Um, but uh okay, so I got that. Then I did throw the core on here because I I really liked it. That was fun. I have um, too because it's just an absurd way for the world to end, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have this on yours. The Thanos snap. Well, it's just listen, I'm on record as saying that the entirety of the Infinity Saga of Marvel is the greatest story ever told by humans. So mm-hmm. I can't go ahead and put like the mini climax of that of that entire saga. As a weird way, the world ends. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, then I got zombies. Um, pick your pick your favorite movie. Uh, You're supposed to say zombies. That's not- yeah, zombies from Dawn of the Dead. Zombies from Zombieland. <laughs> well, well, yeah. What do you want? Do you want do you want the sprinty ones? Do you want the walking around right. ones? Do you more want the ones a, that are smart, a- like in uh, that new movie that i believe was on hbo max the one in vegas with batista in it yeah uh we'll go with the uh, or uh zombie land okay. okay okay so sprinty boys okay 
Uh, and then Bruce Almighty when he pulled the moon real close and fucked up the tides. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. It, it did say in that movie that it caused some crazy tidal <laughs> stuff going on. Probably should have caused more. Probably, yeah. I mean, if you watch Moonfall, you'll see what it would really do. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Uh, okay. All right, so I have the core on mine, which we will get into, and you'll see just how ridiculous of an end-of-the-world premise that is. Um, I have 2012, parentheses, the Mayans were right, because <laughs> they made they made 2012 in, like, I don't know, they must have made a movie in, like, 2010, because everyone was like, oh, the Mayan calendar ends in 2012. The whole time, I'm just like, okay, maybe they just decided to stop counting or they ran out of rocks to chisel on. Whatever. But yeah, it doesn't end. It it just, it's another step. I watched a a Morgan Freeman thing the other day. An ancient civilization predicting the end of the world and it actually happening. That's, that's preposterous. Um, The happening. Yeah, guys, ever see the happening? No. That's with the plants and Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes. Uh, I've only heard bad things, and I could never just make so bad. So uh, it's still to this day is still the worst movie I've ever seen, and I've seen some really shitty movies. Isn't there a part? I just remember them previews where a guy like he's mowing the yard, and he like he lays under his lawnmower. That was all over the trailers. Like I've I've seen that like twenty times, but I've never seen the movie. So basically, what it is, it's another one of those Mother Nature fights back kind of things, where I guess there's a certain breed of plant that when it senses i don't know like i guess predators around releases some sort of uh pheromone or toxin or something that makes it go crate like the predator go crazy or something like that but it was basically taking that and the plant is the earth and the human is the predator so basically the earth and the wind was just bringing this unseeable chemical into people that when they ingested it they all just manically decided to kill themselves and not just in regular ways for example lay in front of your lawnmower at the beginning at least it made sense these there were guys jumping off of a roof they were working on or whatever that makes sense no this because you have calculated lay in front of a lawnmower crash your car into a tree etc etc that and it was just a completely st- just stupid movie. Basically, it just sounds like somebody fetish fetish or just not fetishizing, but they're just like constantly thinking of like the weirdest ways that you can possibly die. Yes, with, like, without yeah, having a movie. without having some sort of mass murderer character involved. Yeah, stupid. Um, another one I have is War of the Worlds, Speci- and that's an alien invasion movie, but. The kicker with War of the Worlds, the alien ships were already here. And I'm not talking about, you know, like buried deep in the ocean. Just, you know, 100 feet or so below the streets of Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had that on my list, but I moved it off for uh, for something. Nobody found that. Nobody found these big fucking things. No. (laughs) How would they? How would they? And then also, you know, that that goes into the whole 
you know, alien movie trope. They couldn't survive the world they were going to invade. Earth's smallest creatures, bacteria, killed their biggest threat. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Worked once, won't work ever, ever again. And then in the same vein, uh, Reign of Fire, dragons that were already here that nobody mm-hmm. found. I've never seen it. You should. Reign of Fires is actually a low-key, really good movie. I think we talked about that once. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on my list. Christian Bale, McConaughey, uh, Gerard Butler before he got all jacked up for 300. Really solid film. Really solid movie. I like it a whole bunch. But it's predicated upon the fact that, yeah, dragons were around. They just burrowed and slept for hundreds or thousands of years. Yeah, they just were sleeping in caves guarding their gold, right? No, they, no, they were just in a random fucking piece. And if these British drillers didn't go at the exact place that they did, they never would have found these fucking things. So go so for it. The, then the dragons would try to take over the world or just... Ex- no, I mean, they're dragons. They're obviously going to take over the world. Okay. <laughs> I got you now. <laughs> It's like, imagine if, you know, fighter jets gains sentience. They would okay. win. <laughs> <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So that's top five weird ways the world would end according <laughs> to the movie buffoons. Now. Is Rotten Tomatoes an asshole or not? I'm going to say us. I was going to think of weird. I'm going to say that they're going to be very accurate on the movie. (laughs) I don't think that they're going to. It's not going to be a a Mad Max like we're surprised by this this rating. Okay, I just want to, but we're going to do a fun little thing where we're going to compare it to another one but for the core for the core on the tomato meter over under 50 percent under i'll take over since austin took under the core is at 40 percent with an audience score of 38 that's actually higher than I thought it was going to be. Like, if we did numbers, I was going to guess like 27. What about uh, Moonfall? Hold on. Hold on. In comparison, Armageddon, same over under 50%. Over. Over. If we were going by the audience score, you guys would both be right at 73%. The tomato meter score for Armageddon? 38%. Oh no. <laughs> I I would love to hear the reasoning. I'm curious. A whole 2s percent lower than the core according to the critics. That's ridiculous. In in comparison This one didn't even have a cool original song sung by Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, Willis. Uh it is funny if you look at the posters for Armageddon and the core, they look damn near the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, like the light coming over the earth. And uh, yeah, and it was shot. I mean, when did 
Armageddon come out? Does it say right there? Like uh, I closed out the window, but I would guess like Armageddon was five years before the core. Oh wow! Okay, Armageddon was ninety eight. The core was oh three. <laughs> Someone watched Armageddon and was like, "Oh, I can do that one better." <laughs> we don't even have to go to space, but plot twist: you start the movie in space. <laughs> we can just get into it. Okay. So what's the breakdown? Tell us about the core. He can break it down. Okay, so this is going to be... I'm I'm making a plan for all of my breakdowns to be in the same kind of vein of how I tell, how I tell it. So the core is your classic story of... <laughs> of... Rocks meet space. Space makes rocks into Earth. Earth has core. Earth births people. People fuck with core. Core stops spinning, which means that, you know, the magnetic field that protects the Earth from the sun's radiation goes away, which is very bad. So Earth people decide to use magic is the only best way I can describe it. To form this material to make a ship out of, to dive into the Earth's crust, down to the core, and to make the Earth's core start spinning again, they want to detonate nuclear bombs. Yep. Yeah. And then hilarity ensues. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I mean, that's 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 really about it. That's uh, about perfect summarization. (laughs) Summarization. And and, and Stanley Tucci (laughs) is here as well, which I don't know about you guys, but I love Stanley Tucci. So I don't know who he is. Yes, you do. I'm sure I do. Let me see. I don't see him on the list. Is it Stanley? I'm pretty sure. Yep, it is. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Oh, he's like such a good asshole. Yeah. He's delightful in everything, including this. He's the Brandon. He's the scientist concerned with his book deal and smokes all the time. Oh, okay. So he's right on IMDB. He's not on like the main (laughs) cast. I had to scroll down a bit. It's like the second main character, basically. Yeah. <laughs> really low on the call sheet for some reason. Oh, in credits order for whatever reason. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I know who you're talking about. Anyways. So, so they start off in space. Yeah. And... Yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> like, I'd say it's refer- it is reverse Armageddon. Instead of launching from the Earth into space, the movie starts in space. That's how you meet your, you know, your your pilots for this ship well the movie actually starts with a businessman going into a business meeting to do some business and he drops dead right fucking right there in the middle of the meeting and it's like oh ooh, what's this and then pigeons start flying into shit and dying too it's very chaotic and so they bring in this college professor while he's in the middle of playing a trumpet into some limestone. I guess he's a geologist. Um, I don't know. He's doing something with sound waves. Whatever. 
and they bring him in and we meet his buddy Serge, who I don't know what Serge does, but I remember Serge being the precursor to Mountain Dew, so respect. <laughs> Serge was amazing. So, Serge is like a he says he's like a basically um like a war weapon mechanic or I don't know. Like he, he a weapons engineer. Like, yeah, weapons engineer. That's the better way to say that. <laughs> but yeah. So they bring so they bring Josh. I want to say his name is Josh. Josh yeah. and Serge in geologist war weapons because they figured out that it was some sort of seismic activity and electro something that made all these people die. And the one thing they had all had in common was that it was pacemakers that they had. So they're like, oh, there's a problem with magnetism and seismology and whatever point is the core of the earth somehow stopped spinning which i will say skipping over so much here why don't why can't we talk about i'm giving a little (laughs) we don't don't need to talk talk in any order we're (laughs) coming at this from any angle point is the core of the earth Staying still is bad because the core spinning puts the magnetic field around the earth that deflects all the solar radiation, which keeps us from getting microwaved like your favorite Stouffer's mac and cheese. Yeah, I I like the when he does explain that to the talking the heads of everything he's like here's a peach this is what the earth looks like in the crust here's an apple i'm going to use an air freshener to you know flame flow this thing and just incinerates it for one i don't know how well an apple would catch on fire just saying but it was just such a dumb but basic like here you go this is how we do it also it's like these are these are intelligent people when you say the earth is going to get cooked by the sun i imagine you understand what that means you don't need a visual aid sure. i don't know i felt like the demonstration taught <laughs> but for, for whatever reason they have a readily available peach and apple yeah, the, and, the, and convenient tongs and aerosol and uh well the one guy is a smoker so he'll have a lighter but still like there was just a giant uh, table, a fruit table. It was completely untouched by anybody. Classic I'm glad that while we have a big epic meeting. meeting to determine how we're going to save the world from itself, you had to put out a nice fruit spread. Yeah. So when you're talking about with the pacemakers, the scene where that happens, people are dropping dead left and right. Cars are running into shit. It's like, how many people own or have a fucking pacemaker like within it's like it's like 100 yard radius it's like when you're when you're a kid and you're watching these cartoons and these old movies and you really think that quicksand is going to be a really big problem in your life you know because quicksand was in everything same same idea with this apparently once you get to like age 40 everyone gets a pacemaker according to the makers of the core and they love carnivals and driving cars. That's where yes. it all happened. <laughs> the pigeon thing. Oh, my God. For one, that's the only bird, I guess. And was it France or Paris that they were in? They, that's the only play, The only bird there is a pigeon. And instead of just losing their way that they navigate, just flying around being confused, 
they just go fucking nuts and are murdering people and flying into everything. And I was as I was watching it, I was like, man, they like how did they make this scene? Did they just get really like really really clean those windows and just start throwing pigeons at them? You know, I don't I don't know. I think that's probably how they made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure Peto is fine with that. Yeah, but yeah, just the pigeon scenes. I mean, it's chaos, but it's just so over the top. And I mean, pigeons are by the millions, I guess, in France. <laughs> now, so I did notice that the the one commander, his name was his last name was Iverson. Do you guys think that maybe the director, or somebody, the writer, or someone was a a seventy sixers fan? No, you don't think? No, no, no. no. Why would his last name be Iverson? It's a, it's a it's a fucking it's a comic. Maybe like, maybe his descendants were the son of a guy named Iver. You ever think of that? <laughs> I'm Come not on. thinking of I'm not thinking of Alan or uh freaking Alan Iverson being part of this universe. I'm just thinking of why they chose Iverson as a name. Just to pick a name. Just to pick a name. Okay, yeah. We skipped over the fact that Hillary Swank um, can do very complex advanced math within a very stressful situation and navigate how to land a fucking space shuttle in L.A. Well, she is she is an astronaut, so I'll give her that. They're very yeah, good she, at that. And she has a slide rule, which all of my coworkers who are, you know, 20 or 30 years older than me um, are always bragging about still having and knowing how to use, but it's beyond me to even think about it. I want to talk about how there's maybe like I'm big on being having a movie make me be endeared to the characters. So when you're first shown some of these characters, a lot of them assholes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Surge is not an asshole. I would die for Surge. Um, he just loves his family, his wife and two kids. Yeah, he he's not here. To, he's not here time. to save the world. He just here to save three people. <laughs> he, he mentions them a lot. <laughs> and then the guy who builds this builds the ship. Virgil is the name of the ship. Um, I liked him. I didn't think he was an asshole. I don't think he's an asshole. Oh, that's where he's following up on search. Um, Zemsky's a fuckhead though. <laughs> Zimski's a fuckhead, but he's cocky, so you, you you at least like him a little bit. At least, you know, with our edgy, jaded millennial minds. I'm sorry, I, I have to find out. Uh, Braz. Braz. Braz yeah. is a sweetheart. We love Braz. Braz is amazing. When would you Wait, say- I'm not done about the assholes. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about the assholes. Zimski, yeah, conventional asshole. But Josh and Hillary Swank's character. Yeah. Horrible intros. Like you think, okay, at first you think like, oh, he's the cool teacher. He's doing these cool demonstrations for his empty geology class. Cool. All right, that's cool. Then the FBI comes to collect him and they're like, Are you Dr. Keys? And he goes, maybe. Okay, he's a little cool, a little edgy, questioning authority, whatever. And the FBI goes, yes or no? And he goes, uh, the first one. 
Just say yes, you <laughs> asshole. He's, he's a good asshole, though. I mean, and then, like, and then, and then those guys. I, I liked their line of "We have no sense of humor." And I, I just think that's a funny line itself. That, 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 that is say, that is a funny line, but that's not a time to be funny or witty or anything. Just just say yes. No, I'm talking about Josh saying that. That was the agents saying oh, that. To and then when he meets Hillary Swank's character for the first time, this guy who's a college professor can't tie a tie for some reason. <laughs> and he, she comes over and ties a tie for him. He goes, oh, you're an astronaut and you can tie a Windsor? Is there anything you can't do? And she goes, not that I'm aware of. Asshole! Yep. She can do everything better than everybody. When she he's fucking with his machine that he makes and she comes over and starts touching shit yeah, the, M- the mri that's another thing yeah how do, how do they see where they're going they strap a fucking mri machine to their <laughs> ship as a camera mm-hmm. yeah and the, like it was it was obviously some kind of custom device that he built um and it just day, it, it was allegedly huh in a day allegedly yeah like, and and the fact that she could come over and like just you know within two minutes of looking at it have some suggestions because she just instantly knows what he's doing okay that's how good she is right so we're we're getting into it a little bit this is after like they told the joint chiefs and all the world about what's going on and they find braz braz miraculously has been building the ship (laughs) out of a uh a magic material. I'm just going to say it's magic because it's unobtainian. Unobtainian. Unobtainian is what he calls it. It's some <laughs> weird alloy. It's like super, super cold and yeah. Somehow forged at super cold temperatures, which doesn't make sense. That gets stronger with the bigger amount of pressure on it. Mm-hmm. None of it makes sense. Also, clearly the people that made Avatar didn't think a lot of people watched this movie because <laughs> what they're mining for on Pandora and Avatar is called, drumroll please, uh, Unobtainium. Wait a minute, but they went to the, so the, this is conspiracy theory brain oh, here. So when they broke through the earth, they went through the Marina Trench and James Cameron. Marianas Trench. Marina's Trench. Marianas Trench. Whatever. James Cameron went to the bottom of that. What if they're all trying to say the same message? There's unobtainium at the bottom of the Marina's Trench. Brandon. It's confirmed. Let's go get it. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> okay, so there's unobtainium at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. That means we're going to go to a planet filled with giant blue people. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. not okay. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know. No, I, mean. I, I legitimately <laughs> don't know what you mean, and I don't care to know what you mean. I liked. You you'll realize you'll you'll get it later. You'll get sure. It. Yeah. Also, <laughs> strapped to the front of this very penis-shaped ship made of unobtainium is a bunch of lasers that turn everything through, goopy. cut through fucking anything it just like, makes everything like, in front of them goopy like, it's and like then it hardens behind them it's it's kind of a cool cool concept or idea it's a very cool concept that's why it was on my list of 
funny vehicles that <laughs> that appear in movies. It's very yeah. cool, especially because the tail end of it is like a welder. Uh, not a welder. Like, what do you do when you like when you when you burn a wound shut? What do you call that? Cauterize. Um, cauterize. cauterize. It's like, like cauterizes the fucking earth as it's coming back, so that the ocean doesn't follow them down to the earth's core and make everything explode. I missed imagine, on that part. Imagine if they drained the ocean through this hole that the ship's <laughs> going through. You save the world, and now we're all going to die still. I've, I've honestly, when I was watching this movie, that was a question I had in my head. I'm like, oh, how are they going to drill through the, you know, make a water drop and and start drilling through the Mariana Trench without the, without the fucking ocean falling, falling through? And apparently, we're just going to put super hot shit in the back of the ship. And that will just fix everything. Yeah. One thing you're missing that this ship can do is it can also sing to whales. So that's pretty cool, too. Yes. For whatever reason, the sonar sings to whales. Yep. Which yeah. they make very yeah. apparent as they're launching. Yeah. So Because it comes in handy later. I'll, so let's get to that since we're on the topic. How did that computer hacker know that that device, that that ship would sing to whales how would he know because he wasn't on the he was in the control room he was he was in the control room as they were going down and they were being followed by all these whales uh and they all came to the conclusion like oh it was the sonar the sonar is attracting the whales it bounces off the unobtainium in a certain way so they were in communication with them still okay yeah that makes sense speaking of in communication with them still you know Thank you. Yes. Using a radio, you can just. They have second to second, (laughs) like being on a phone call 3,000 miles below the Earth's surface. It's ridiculous. There were were so many, I mean, there were so many times where they had figures of the Earth and like their descent and everything. It was just like, look like it was like a a visual of the Earth cut in half and just just showing showing how it was. And it's like, you don't even know what the center of the Earth is. How real, like everything, you don't know. Well, I mean, even if they put a generic display up there and calculated, okay, well, they're this far, this distance, they, how would they know how far they are? I, yeah. I lose, I lose two bars when I just walk in my house because my walls are plaster. Like, what the fuck? They're <laughs> miles deep. They can talk the whole time, but they lose thousands of miles, literally thousands <laughs> of miles deep, not to mention. All the probably electromagnetic interference you're getting from all the molten rock and metal spinning around you, mind you. But they also lose comms constantly within the same ship, you know. So. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> we skipped over one part because uh, we're going to come up on, a, you know, that Zimsky was a part of a project called Project Destiny that basically kicked all of this off. Yeah, but so, when uh, he hear when he hears about this happening, he gets the phone call or um, keys or whatever his name is goes up and tells Zimsky this. He goes back to his office, goes back to his folders, and <laughs> unlocks a safe that's just a filing cabinet. But yeah, real, he pulls real, out, real, real he pulls out a, there, and has a folder that just says "red secret whatever." I'm like, <laughs> if something's a secret, why don't you make it like non like you know just very plain jane and just hide yeah. that instead of think like of here's red think letters don't word. look at this it's it's funny that you say that i i've been watching succession i just finished season two 
Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but at one point, one of the characters, uh, Greg, has a folder and he just has secret on it and he just hides it in his desk. And it's it's a very important document. So it's funny, the parallels there. Call it the Bud Light Project. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Call it the rubber duck conundrum. Call it something top secret on a folder. No, it, it wasn't even top secret. It was secret. But I'm just saying, <laughs> the, the logistics don't matter, Brandon. <laughs> it, that does matter. I think top secret secret's a big difference, and that's okay. So we're drilling to the center of the earth now. Well, not, no, no, not no, even real drilling. Quick. You're Wait, real, quick. real quick. The so we I told you guys to watch the trailer earlier. Uh, you and you were talking about the seismic that Zimski doing the seismic stuff. That's why I dislike the trailer so much because within the first two seconds of the trailer, they tell you about this seismic device and why the world is doing this. You don't find that out until halfway through the movie, right? Gotta put it, they got to put asses in seats, you know. But oh, basically, in, in a nutshell, this whole Project Destiny thing was to see if the United States could make targeted seismic attacks on their enemies as in put a pulse to the earth's core in such a way that (laughs) they cause earthquakes to happen in russia that's basically what it is yeah Yeah. they also said that the reason they came up with it was because we have reason to believe that they also have this so we need to also have it and then we also need to test it and fuck the world up. But Movies then, are so stupid, aren't they? And then that was going to be their response. Like, if you do this, then we'll end the world. Like, kind of like nuclear weapons are now. But just, just way over the top. But that's what it is to end the world. It has to be over the top, I guess. <laughs> can, yeah. we also, can we also discuss how if you were going to supposedly the earth's core stop spinning wouldn't the earth stop rotating as or would that have to anything do with a, our gravitational pull or would we still orbit and spin i think that well i don't know my zero knowledge of uh, <laughs> astrophysics um i would i would guess that the world would still be spinning because most of the mass is going to be in the mantle and the uh like in the mantle and outside of it. But uh, I would think that the gravity would still be affected in some way. Yeah. But I don't know. But but then it's also like if the core is already stopped, it's not like it was like slowing down. It just stopped. Wouldn't the like electric magnetic EM field basically just stop existing then instead of like slowly deteriorate? Probably. And just burn the world up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're probably right there. It, it's it's not it's not a thing where, I mean, magnetic fork fields and stuff like that. They're pretty instantaneous. They're either there or they're not. Like they don't dwindle slowly. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know though. I might be talking shit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're we're both guessing. We're all guessing. Well, but... Yeah, we're all we're none of us are that scientifically literate at we're all. Both we're it, both it, it, see, it seems to me that if the core stopped spinning, they wouldn't have like you know months to build this ship and plan everything. And 
Well, okay. So let me, I, I love that they, they asked the guy, so what would it take to build this in three months? This, this ship that like, you know, how complex it needs to be. And, you know, it's well, uh, probably $92 million or whatever. $15 billion. $15 billion. <laughs> uh, that's the, there's, it just pisses me off. I don't know from a project management, uh, point of view, because you can throw all the money in the world at some things and it's still not going to happen. It's just, it's just, uh, but go ahead. Never mind. Hey, I just, I'm, I'm just, watching. I'm venting my own personal shit here. I've been watching some of the SpaceX <laughs> shit and the uh, space shuttle project for NASA was like $92 billion to get us to the moon. So, I mean, it's really a pretty nice price. 15 billion. That's not that bad to True. save the world instead of just put a flag up. I don't know. Plus, I mean, with inflation, that's really <laughs> not even that much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> some other things i don't know but yeah oh man i don't know that was funny um <laughs> so okay we're, can we get to can we get to them actually going into the fucking <laughs> we're getting there here. we're getting there's oh, lots I of we were, i thought we were getting done i don't know like layers of the earth it's like layers of the onion we just more we and just more. break through the crust <laughs> so I'm not going to go into the little mishaps with the launch and everything like that. What I want to get to is that, you know, they're trucking along. They're drilling. I'm going to keep saying drilling. I'm not going to say blazering. That's stupid. They're drilling and they're looking at their MRI cameras, which is like their guidance, as if they know exactly where they're going. Um, it looks like a screensaver on there. Yeah. <laughs> Not much budget went into that. Like, there's wavy colors up there. And they're like, what's all this gray static? I know black is rock or white is stuff we can't go through. What's all this black static? And they're like, after a bunch of conversation, it's empty space. Oh no! I think I didn't program the thing to read empty space, <laughs> and then Braz goes, and I didn't teach Virgil how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up drilling into this gigantic geode, which I think is one of the cooler parts of the movie, actually, because it would make sense that maybe there's like a pocket in the, you know, in the different mantles of the Earth's crust that there would be a little pocket like that with a bunch of diamonds or crystals or whatever the fuck. Um, Amethyst. That's what I mean to say. Amethyst in there. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. That little nest nest thing. It was funny. They, they showed like the crystals that they're staying around, but when they looked up, they just looked like it was stars. They're like, nah, you, you can get what's up there. It's just shiny. They already shot a space scene. You know, their budget's a little limited. Uh, they're, so up on one of the islands in Lake Erie, I want to say Kelly's Island, <laughs> is either the world's largest or one of the world's largest geodes. Yep. You can, you yep. can walk through it. Yeah, and it's, really it's, it's like the size of a house. Like it's it's really cool. Yeah. So it makes sense that 
all the way down there, there'd be something like that, which was cool. And I mean, everything gets fucked up because the ship basically falls like a football field's worth. You know what also makes total sense is that they have these suits that are rated for like 4,000, 5,000 degrees. Yes. They're they're able to walk out and it'd be okay. Yeah, so they, yeah, get, and they get a crystal stuck in one of the laser arrays that they gotta that they gotta cut with like a mini laser thing. So they go outside and they're I guess spacesuits. They're like made of cloth. <laughs> Some awesome cloth. <laughs> but then pressure and whatever. Yeah, so you know what the pressure would be down that <laughs> far? You just get crushed. There's a reason that there's fossil fuels being crushed in, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Not only do they withstand all that temperature, it's all that pressure too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it would just it would just kill you. But they're fine until, until one person. <laughs> just yeah. So you have okay, so let's <laughs> let's go through the people in the ship. You got Josh, the main guy, you got Zimsky, the smoker, you got Braz, the ship designer, you got Surge, the weapons guy. And then you have the pilot and the co-pilot from the space mission. So pilot goes out to see what's going on when they're trying to cut through these crystals. Like, oh, we're going to get because lava's coming through because, you know, center of the earth. And it didn't cauterize that on the way in. Yeah. Yeah. Very inconsistent with the cauterization. That's that's what that's what that's what I'm really upset about uh, with this movie. Uh and how he dies, I'll t- I'll give I'll get I'll give the movie this. The deaths in this movie are all done really cool, I and there are a lot more than you would expect. So how this guy dies, every like we cut through the crystal. Yeah, let's get back into the ship. We'll just start flowing through the lava. Everything will be fine. And that little drip of lava just hits him in the top of his space helmet. Bang! Dead. Done. Nothing to talk about. Just, just out of nowhere, like an RKO, out of nowhere. Well, that's why I, I thought it was just like a little rock that came down. It was, it was. No, it was a little, okay. little, little drip okay. of lava just right at the crown of his space thing, his helmet. That, yep. See you later. <laughs> so now it's just Hillary Swank at the controls here, and we all know what they say about lady drivers, guys. They're of course, she's going to crash into a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> they say. <laughs> well, I mean, so, it came true. They, you know, he said she was always a winner, so she didn't know how to lead because she never lost before. But, but, but this that is, is the biggest loss. But, but that is what happened. Like she takes over the controls, and then while all the guys are programming the um, programming the bombs to go off correctly. Um, they run into a bunch of literally a bunch of diamonds, like gigantic ass diamonds that penetrate or like not penetrate, but lower the integrity of the hull, so to speak. We, I think we skipped this. The ship is designed in like six compartments or so that if one gets comp, like one part of the ship gets compromised, they can just detach it mm-hmm. and the rest of the ship will be okay. So conveniently, the very rearmost compartment of the ship 
gets damaged by these diamonds while they're doing all this and everyone's got to get out get out get out because the the doors are going to close and it's going to detach sweet sweet surge sweet sweet surge he was going to leave but he was like oh no we need the bombs and my notebook with all of the you know programming stuff so he passes it to josh and he's like eh. like he's reaching out like eh. they can't quite make it and there's just sage no sage fucking sage. Sage. <laughs> god god sage no sage. we can get him we can get him i i thought surge could have made it personally for <laughs> how much space sage. there was Surge definitely could have made it. You just do a manual override of the doors for two seconds, close them back down. Those things closed fast. Close them back down. Surge would have been fine. Yeah. But no, we had to kill Surge. He's talking to him through the comm system and being able to see him. And he's kind of getting everything's kind of getting crunched down around him. He's like, Surge, you're going to be fine. We're, we're going to get you. We're going to go to France. We're going to. After this, I'm going to meet you in Paris. We're going to go out for a drink. It's going to be great. Meanwhile, he's being squeezed. Josh, I can't see you. I'm scared. It hurts. Oh. Well, have a drink. It's fine. But then Surge's part gets attached and gets crushed under the uh, the big pressure. And then there were, what, four? Brezimski, Hillary Swank, and, and Josh? Yep. Yeah. Um, Braz is the next to go. Sacrifice himself. If Virgil needs more blood, it's going to be mine. Right. I forget why he has to do that, though. So they have to manually override. Um, basically, they realize that they can't just leave the bombs out. They're going to be, you know, crushed to nothing and not go off. So they have to put bombs in each one of the. They realize that they can't set the bomb. Basically, the core is a lot less dense than they thought it would be. So they're going to have to set the bombs off as they just, you know, swim around the core of the earth. So each compartment was going to have to have a bomb that they can detach. And to mainly do that, he had to go back to the most inconvenient place that was, you know, 9,000 degrees and crawl out there, put it to manual override, and then... So that they could detach the compartments one by one. Different, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. This was the best the best death out of all of them. If you ask me, because they draw straws and and Braz like makes it so that he draws the shortest straw because it's my ship. I'm going down with my ship. And he puts on the suit. It's like how much how much temperature can it, you know, can it withstand like 2000 degrees or something, but it's 9,000 degrees. He steps out and the whole thing looks just miserable. Mm -hmm. The whole experience just looks miserable. This actor does a fantastic job. He's just taken aback by the heat and the pressure step by step. Like his, his, his boots are melting underneath him. His glasses crack. Uh, he's somehow able to like get in there and do what he has to do, but that it, it made me sad. I will say that it made me sad. I really wish Braz would have made it. The sacrifice himself and the way they did it 
He even had a moment with Zimski. We reached up and grabbed his hand because he did. Zimski talked him over way Zimsky before. And Rez were working on this project together. And then Zimsky got money hungry and started being like the famous scientist while Braz just wanted to do his work. So it was like a little, they were always bickering, but they had, they shared a nice moment. That was nice. Yes. Yeah. Braz was Walter White and Zimsky was Elliot. Or yeah. Yeah. I thought about that too. <laughs> um, then they're having to uh, link up all the bombs and put them in the different areas and as they're doing that they realize they did it, the math wrong yeah and then everything's super hot so they're in the very back compartment and zimski and keys start doing it uh she gets thrown off her trajectory keys gets pinned and zimski like tries to help for a second and then, by one of the know, bombs yeah, and by one of the bombs. <laughs> they're trying to move it, and he even says, "Come on, push!" I'm like, "What are you even saying? <laughs> what are you doing?" So <laughs> Zimsky goes to run out, and then another shift happens, and he gets pinned in like the slowest rolling thing that crushes his leg. Yeah. <laughs> so then he leaves. He he gets left behind, which I just thought was awesome that they, oh. How the turntables. Yeah. <laughs> now you're dying. So they start to they they get the bombs all programmed. They start detaching the compartments one by one because you can't set them set set them all off at the same time. They gotta create a massive ripple effect because of the density of their core and all that stuff. And they need extra explosives, so they go get the fuel rods. My favorite part is when you see Stanley Tucci. He's in his he's in his one compartment that's already been detached. So he's gonna die. And this whole time he's been tape recording himself, like doing like a narrative of what's happening and being all really like cheesy about it, you know, like he really trying. does sound like he really does sound like Carl Sagan. They yeah, make, like he's trying to call say- yeah, he's trying to call Sagan it, you know, being do the whole, uh, you know, commentary about the mystery of what and the gravity of what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he has a cigarette for like the first or second time since they did this. He has his cigarette and he's doing his tape recording. And it's just him in this compartment. And he takes the tape recorder away. He's like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And then starts laughing to himself before his bomb explodes. That was uh, that was great. That was a nice redemption for him. It's just like, hey, I'm at least not. I realize I don't have to take myself so seriously now. <laughs> what the well, fuck I was am like, I doing? Because he wanted to turn everything around, and he wanted de- them to just go back to Earth. Let destiny. Yeah, when when shit started going haywire, that he wanted to refire destiny again to try to try to restart the Earth's core. Well, so I thought he was going to fuck up the calculation somehow because they needed his help and he didn't. And then he had this good moment where he kind of made him a little bit more human, humanized him a little bit, made him a little bit more endearing. And then he's dead. (laughs) Goodbye, Zimsky. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have Hillary Swank and Josh. The bombs work. And they ride the shockwave 
back to the ocean ish. Yep. I'm not I'm not totally sure how they get back. They how is it? He looks up at the unatonium when like there's a little molecule thing that they have there. And somehow he, he said that the pressure if they just got turned around would shoot him up out. Yeah, because the more pressure it has, the more energy it's able to convert or whatever. So like the material itself converts pressure and heat to energy. Right. So they're able to use it somehow to propel themselves out. Right. And they somehow navigate their way to perfectly come up out of this underwater geyser and just rest there at the bottom of the ocean. That doesn't... They create- they created the geyser. I don't think so. They were still they were still burning, you know, or drilling or whatever. They had to have. Yeah, no, I'm saying how it got shown. They just popped up out of an underwater geyser. There's no right. laser or anything like that. They just popped yeah. up out of it. Yeah. Like, like a jack in the box. Ta-da. Here <laughs> we are. <laughs> They're off the coast of Hawaii somewhere. <laughs> And they're sitting there, and That's he's like, thing. well, I guess this is better than burning to death. I just want to freeze to death. <laughs> or whatever. Where is the Marianas Trench? In proximity to Hawaii. I say it's in the ocean. It's in the Pacific. Yes, 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 that's, that's true. Okay. So the Marianas Trench, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, it's off the way off the coast of Japan, Taiwan, the Philippines. And where the fuck is Hawaii in proximity to that? <laughs> and the other side of the like biggest gap in ocean. On the other side of the biggest ocean in the world? Yeah, essentially. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, they're they're doing the loop de loop around the core, so they okay. just come out where they wanted to. You know, it's not that hard to calculate. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a long way. Yeah, they definitely would have died at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. <laughs> so um, we didn't talk much about the programmer, the the new guy, the new guy. Yeah. He was he was kind right. of funny. It, right. I, I liked how when he when he had to like prove himself, he like stole stole Josh's cell phone, did some random beeps and stuff. He's like, "Here you go. You have free long distance on that forever." That, that was actually a thing a thing that he did. It, somebody figured it out that if you like, he had like a gum wrapper or something that he blew into that made like a it tone. Was, it was a Captain Crunch whistle. Yeah. It was, it was from, uh, they talked about it in Ready Player One. It was like the first hacker or something like that. Right. But he didn't have the actual whistle. Like he just made the same tone on right. it. Right. Yeah. Buzz that tone into the receiver at the right time. It did all this shit. So, yeah. Which is, which was cool. <laughs> it is, but it's just funny that, I mean, long distance isn't a thing anymore. Think. Yeah, long distance is a th- he might as well have said here you have free HBO on this phone for forever. You have free AOL. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I didn't understand really 
I mean, he was hired so that he could control the information getting out about this or if anyone had any ideas about it. But it's like there's massive catastrophic events going on around the world and there's just not going to be an answer. No one's worried about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's better somehow. <laughs> I think people are still going to be worried a little bit. Oh, it just magically got better. Guess we can go on living our lives. Forget yeah, about this past movie. week or two. This this is why I said this was like a '90s disaster movie. It was it came out in 2003. At the end of this movie, this guy Rat goes <laughs> into an internet cafe. He goes into an internet cafe. Yep. And commandeers all of the computers in there with his rat network with like your basic ass clip art logo that he could he could have made it like this guy the best computer guy in the world the best you could do is just use some clip art as your logo you fucking nerd (laughs) takes all the computers and uploads like the whole story about everything that happened unsungheroes.jpg or whatever the fuck it was and what pissed me off is that as the file's uploading, it's like, oh, this picture of this person with their name uploaded. This picture of this person with their name uploaded. That's we've downloaded enough shit. We all know that's not that's not what happens. If that's what if that's what happened, every time I downloaded one of these recordings to my computer so I could put it so that it could be published, it would have Brandon's face speech about this, Mark's face speech about that, Austin's face speech about this. <laughs> Stupid movie makers. <laughs> he also ratted out the Pentagon and everything, I think. Like he ratted out about Project Destiny too. Yeah. But, hey, he must have had enough Xena tapes and hot pockets, <laughs> hot pockets I guess. <laughs> Help him concentrate. Yeah, they had they had they had to make him they had to make him super weird so he liked Xena and, and hot pockets, which listen, we were all teenage guys at a time, like Xena was hot, I guess, and hot pockets are great. So, what's Xena? The warrior, warrior princess. <laughs> oh. Come on, man. Really? I think like Wonder Woman. Wonder no, Woman I don't know who Xena is. But then, like, a bikini made out of banana leaves. I, I've never, I'd never saw Xena. I just I've never watched. I, it I never have either, but I know who she is and <laughs> what she looks like. <laughs> just picture I'm, like I'm a tall brunette woman in a banana leaf bikini that fights people. She looks like she's more gladiator dressed. But anyway, I mean, I haven't seen an ad for Xena in a while. That might just be my my head cannon. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I guess. You know who I was thinking of? And this is going to be a super duper, like, tongue-in-cheek meta reference, but remember in the Power Rangers movie? They go to the, uh, they go to that one planet to get their, like, their ninja powers or whatever. Yeah. 
and there's no. a woman that meets that meets her there with the whistle sticks. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Power Rangers, I saw a meme today, so don't trust the validity, but uh, apparently some stunt guy from the Power Rangers show has been robbing people in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> like using using his like stuntman powers for it, and it the, uh, the powers the well not powers, but you know what I mean. But the the meme was um, live long <laughs> enough to die a hero, or what is it? What's what's the line? Like die soon enough to no the, either either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain or something yes. like that. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah thought that was funny anyway that's the core in a, in, a, in a nutshell it's a wild ride but still like so like i kept i kept saying like i i watched this movie during the first covid lockdown and i was just like ah oh, this is just so bad and ridiculous. And then I watched it again and again. And it's just, I don't know. It's in the movie's endearing. I don't know what it is. How did it get? Uh, how did how did you find out about it? I was just scrolling Netflix at that time. This was on Netflix, so okay. Like I, I'd oh, watched R.I.P. Netflix. Am I right? I saw something. What what's happening? Uh, apparently, they're gonna be. Uh, the rumor, or what I've heard, is they're gonna start, or they're gonna stop people from sharing passwords and stuff like that. So the stock plummeted, oh. like just plummeted. And I think it's also the fact that they literally throw money at everything, like no matter what, like all kinds of. It's less quality, more quantity. Remember when Netflix was a mail order service? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought totally it was... did it, but I I had some friends who did it. I always thought that was like, man, these people must be rich. <laughs> get movies sent to their house. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I went to college and I saw that Netflix was only at that time was only like seven dollars a month. And I got and it was very it was like, I yeah, we watched this weird movie. Uh, watch Pervert if it's still on if it's still on net Netflix. It is the weirdest, worst, awful movie that you could imagine. But I remember. We were we were we we're in school, and Austin and I think a few other buddies and I just smoked a ton and just watched this movie, and it was the perfect movie for just watching completely just out of it. Like it was a it was weird. I'm not gonna spoil it. At the beginning of Netflix, man, they had a lot of like not even B level. These were like T level movies. This is worse than the room. Like it's it's bad. <laughs> just super low budget. Like some parts shot on people's phone. That ser- that era of Netflix was insane. Cause and here was the thing. Like you watch these movies because they were all they all were like weird like teen horror movies where you knew somebody was just gonna get killed in a lot of weird ways. There were gonna be bad effects, bad writing, bad acting, and somebody's tits were gonna pop out. Like that's, that's yep. literally what Netflix was in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah. And Blue Mountain. It'll still be around, but I think that 
seeing that they're going to stop the password sharing or login sharing and then eventually add commercials. I'm like, it's just going to be regular TV. No, if they, if they add commercials to Netflix, that's going to be their downfall. Yeah, that's why, I won't that's say why, that. That's why Hulu is not as popular as as Netflix because Hulu has commercials unless you pay for premium. Dude, yeah. just pay for premium. I mean, I yeah, premium is worth it. It's it's. I mean, so I don't watch annoying. I don't watch a lot on Hulu, so either way. How are they going to even do that? I guess they'll read your your URL or whatever, like where your, your IP address. I would imagine. IP address. I, I don't know. With all the with all the backlash they've gotten, maybe they'll they'll not do it. But we'll see. I don't care if this is cake or not. Just give me fucking something else, you know. But yeah. I will say Honestly, that we're like if if they if they <clears throat> cut it off, I've I've been on my dad's for a while. But if they cut it off, <laughs> Um, I'm gonna get oh, it for yeah. one. There's gonna be a lot of like if mine if that this happens, there are gonna be a lot of people that have my Netflix password that are gonna be pissed. Well, <laughs> I, I'm gonna watch the end of Ozark. I'll get it for one month, and I, I don't. Know if I'll get it. I don't watch a ton on Netflix anymore. There's some some good stuff on there, but speaking of some good stuff and something I've been watching, Brandy, you'll be happy watching Better Call Saul. Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, like it a lot more than I thought it would. I, I, it was just one of those things we watched the first episode, didn't give enough time, and now I'm really into it. We're on episode like nine after like two or three days. So, as Dude, a lawyer, though, I keeps, can say it, this is not that's not at all what being a lawyer is actually like. I, I think would it hope, is. I, so I think you're not. wrong. <laughs> Other than that, like some like attorneys that work like by themselves with their own private practice, like hanging around in a courthouse trying to find business. It's is it plausible? No, as a, it absolutely is. Okay. That's what it seems like. I mean, it's it's not like it's probable but or as, anything, but for as skilled of a lawyer as Saul is, um, or Jimmy, I guess. Um like there's no chance this guy couldn't get a job. Yeah. At insert random law firm here instead of having to bribe the <laughs> bribe the uh, the clerk with with like whatever he was bribing her with to get to get put on some cases for legal aid, you know? Yeah. Well, well I'm not even done with the first without, season. So yeah, no, without no spoiling spoilers. anything, but I didn't um, spoil anything. No, you I didn't. know you didn't. I'm just but have you are you caught up on the new season, Mark? No, no, I'm not caught up. Okay, I just watched the first. They're episode one and two of season six last night. They're they're good. They're fun. It's it's Austin. You're it's a, it's a show that just keeps ramping up, and it's you're gonna enjoy it. Already. Other than that, watched like the SpaceX documentary, and then like the one from 2015 or something like that. Um, basically, where they got awarded the all the funding from NASA. And um, then I went back and started watching the, you know, smaller series of that. But other than that, <laughs> just been working Easter in a way. So I haven't really been watching any movies. Ocean's 11, of course, was on a marathon <laughs> while we were home. So I watched a lot of that again, uh, falling asleep. But 
Yeah, what have you guys been watching? Uh, I watched this documentary called Econ. It was about this billionaire from Wall Street and stuff like that. It was fine. I mean, it was if you want to if you want to learn about a billionaire that you know and that agrees that the system's broken and blah blah blah, but still he has all this money and keeps building more of it. Um, then that's your show, but <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty much it, along with uh, Succession and Better Call Saul. Nice. Um, I've been keeping up with with Moon Knight, which is fun. I'm having it's it's fun, but you know, I need to. I probably need to rewatch it just to get a little bit better acquainted with the characters. I was, I was having this conversation with somebody at work and it's like, as far as the Marvel TV series go, um, it's a new one. Cause it's a completely, it's a completely new character. Like WandaVision, you knew who Scarlet, Witch was, you know, who vision was Hawkeye, you knew who Hawkeye was at least there were other characters, but you knew who Hawkeye was uh, Falcon, the winter soldier, same thing. Like, so it's like introducing an entirely new character through a show. So I gotta like, I feel like I gotta rewatch a little bit. Um, I talked to this about you guys. Talked about this to you guys. Uh, found a new really shitty sci-fi movie that I'm not even closely enough going to be endeared to as the core. It's called Sphere. I started listening to the audiobook because Michael Crichton wrote it, the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. I found out it was a movie, so I'm like, oh, let me watch, let me watch the movie and see, get kind of a vibe for the book because you know the book's gonna have a lot more detail than the movie, but and then I watched this movie, man. For Sharon Stone and S. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Oh. I, I said I I'm pretty sure I said that in the text. Dustin Hoffman, too. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> so bad. Not even like a redeeming fashion. Like, this is so no. bad. It's good. No. no. A spaceship is discovered under 300 years worth of coral growth at the bottom of the ocean. That's all IMDb has for a summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happened, like, apparently what happens is people's dreams start manifesting and you have weird giant squids and an alien called Jerry uh, with a, that's not even really an alien. And it ends with everyone just agreeing to forget it all happened. <laughs> it's a great ending. Aaron Stone, Dustin right. Hoffman, Sam L. Jackson, they all just sit there and they agree to forget and then the sphere that is all this alien shit that's making all these horrible things happen just goes away it's like it's like Freddy Krueger without any sleep like it was so bad it was so bad um Right. Won't want yeah, it. and Thank that's you. about it. Yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> don't waste. Please don't waste your time on it. Like Sharon Stone, I don't really have much of a connection to. But Dustin Hoffman, Samuel Jackson, don't. 
ruin their image. Yeah, I mean, Samuel Jackson's been in some bad movies. He's just notorious for not turning down turning down a movie when he has his schedule open. But, like, it's, it's worse than Snakes on a Plane. I haven't seen it. <laughs> All right, um, what about... What yeah, about yeah. the uh, about what's her next movie and what's her next quick question? Uh, Brand, so, quick question. Quick question. I did come up with one. I almost forgot again. Um, so if you had to choose a way that the world ends, we'll say in three days, how would you want it to happen? So it, like we're not surviving no matter what. We don't have any chance of survival. The world's ending. Uh, so I guess... I mean, I don't know. You could potentially find a way off or find a way to live, but you find out today, world's ending in three days. So if you can somehow figure out a way to (laughs) not die with the world, cool. (laughs) Well, I was going to say like zombies. I would love uh, if the world was going to come to an end or be taken over. Mm -hmm. I would like to go out fighting, but I think a meteor hitting the earth because there's nothing you could do and you could just watch it come that'd be my thing yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i'm leaning to like i'd like to like see what that looks like mm-hmm. but maybe well, instead of a meteor maybe instead of a meteor let's say i don't know mars's orbit gets all fucked up and earth and mars are gonna crash into each other That'd be fun for a little bit, you know. Like, that would be pretty this... sick. You, what if it? What if it and the moon collided? Like, and we saw them colliding in like in space before it, it affected us. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so, some something like that. Or I always, I always thought because you know, like the sun is going to explode in like you know ten billion years. It's going to get super, super big and like get out to the asteroid belt and swing, shrink back down. It's like a white dwarf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could withstand the heat, just like, and obviously not have my eyes blinded by the sheer light of the sun, like, be there when the sun engulfs the earth, Mm -hmm. that'd be pretty sick, too. That'd be cool. I'm right there with you guys. I I was kind of thinking the same thing. All about the visuals, you know? Wake up. Like, I think, yeah. Like an asteroid or something being able to see it like you said and you know having time to prepare and just like yeah it is what it is it's weird i feel like this is the fastest quick question we've ever done because i feel like we've all already thought about this before <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> prepared by watching a lot of apocalyptic movies <laughs> listen i don't know about you guys but i've had a tidal wave dream before where like I'm just standing at the edge of the beach and there's this gigantic fucking tidal. Yeah, give me the give me the giant tidal wave Dude, from Interstellar. I've had that's a that's been a recurring dream. I've had that a few different times. That's a weird dream. And it's but it's also it wasn't necessarily hectic. It was it was like just a normal day at the beach with just like fucking 100, 100 foot waves that were also fucking shit up. Yeah, like for the for the record, I, I want you guys to know I was actually waffling for for 
the this episode's movie between the core and I was either going to do this or completely fuck you guys up or fuck this whole podcast up <laughs> and do interstellar. Okay. But th- I, there's too much. There's yeah. too much. <laughs> We'd have to change up the format or something like, oh, just do like, Hey, we'll talk about this for a bit. And honestly, honestly, if I would do Interstellar, I would say let's just do a review of the Cinema Sins episode on YouTube for for Interstellar because it has Neil deGrasse Tyson in it. I forgot about that show. You you mentioned that. I'll have to check that one out. Oh, I did. I did calculate the. You know how they would. um, I forgot about this. They would show like. 35 hours, 1900 miles and stuff like that. Like every once in a while, I took note of all those and I just wanted to know like how fast they were actually going. If you guys had to guess, what do you think their miles per hour speed was? And there are three different miles per hour based on the, the, the times and distances they showed. I'm taking a I don't know. I mean, so how, any guess. 80, how deep do they say the the earth I'm is? I'm going to I'm going to say it's something rather pedestrian. I'm going to go with like 85 miles an hour. Okay. I would say um 525 miles per hour. Okay. So the first mile per hour that they clocked or the average between zero and 700 miles was 65.8. And then when they got to 1900, they were at 54.3, but then they got to 3,600 and they were 85.7. Okay. <laughs> so Fucking nailed it. Yep. I mean, if we're rounding up, it's 86, but. Who's got those decimals? Still, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's right there. I, I don't know what I would have guessed, honestly. I, I hadn't thought about it until I already calculated. Well, I, I had a rough idea of how how deep down they went, and I knew the trip took about two days. So it's like 48 hours divided by whatever, or divided into whatever. Didn't it seem like they got out a lot quicker than they got in? Because of the miraculous pressure and the miracle, <laughs> everything that happens in this movie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. What's our next movie, Brandon? All right. <clears throat> so I was gonna do. Well, I'm just. I'll just say, tell the listeners to watch Food Fight. Uh, I think you guys should watch Food Fight too. It's not going to be our movie. Maybe one of these days it will be, but it is awful. It's. It's uh, it's worse than the room. Like it's, it's, but it's animated. It's Sausage Party, but before Sausage Party, but way worse. But also trying to be made for kids, but also being made for adults. But it's like awful. Jesus Charlie Christ. Sheen. Charlie, you're really, Sheen, you're really uh, not selling this that well, Brandon. But it was in. It was. It was worth watching. I'm telling you. It, it like if, if you like the core. The core is a lot better movie than this. But what I'm saying is if you can appreciate a movie that's subpar, 
then watch this one because it's very subpar and there's a you can there's a different appreciation for it but anyway let you want to hear the the actual movie we're doing yes they'll do yeah uh do you want me to give you the cast and you try and guess it i just want to hear the movie brandon jesus christ race what rat race oh wow oh no yeah i was i was flipping through my dvds the other day and i was just like oh this is a movie i haven't seen in a long time and i really want to girl that shits out of the side of the minivan because john lovitz is a bad dad dad i'm prairie dogging it oh god I didn't watch this when I was in like grades. When did it come out? 2001. Oh, it came out when I was going to say, I was going to say in God. grade school. I don't think I'll watch it again, but yeah. it's I guess been it a while, will be. But I, I'm excited. I actually have this DVD lying around somewhere. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I do too. That's how I thought of it. I was just oh my God, rat race. Holy shit. <laughs> I love those comedies. All right. Hey, this is one we'll be able to talk about. There's, there's so much that happens with this. And it, there's so many, like, all these side stories and everything. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, last weekend was the uh, Cleveland Guardians opening day. Did you guys happen to see that? Tom Hanks. I'm, throwing I'm, a, I'm a fan of the best team in baseball, the New York Mets. So why would I be watching a Cleveland Guardians game? Well, no, I mean, I didn't know if you saw the clip of Tom Hanks throwing a, out the first pitch because he, he had Wilson. He brought Wilson out with him, and oh. he set him on the mound, and Wilson rolled off the mound. So then he he's like, oh, shit. So he went over, and he picked it up, set it back down, and then Wilson rolled off the mound again, and then it started doing circles and stuff. So then you know it's actually remote-controlled, but it was just like a whole funny funny thing did he say oh shit or did he say wilson (laughs) he nailed it right there wilson wilson i'm sorry also more wilson more accurately uh now the unbearable weight of massive talent is actually coming out tomorrow not a month ago or whatever you said i felt so stupid when i when i said that I don't know how I messed it up. Oh, also, I won't be um, seeing that. Stranger Things four is coming out next month. Nice. Oh, oh nice. Uh, I want to see that movie. Um, what's it called? Uh, shit. You, me, and everything, or what's everything everywhere all the time, or something. Everything, like that. everything, everywhere, all the time. I want to see that really bad right now. Oh, all right. Well, that's what we have, fellas. That's been the movie buffoons. That was the core. You're welcome. I feel like, Austin, I'm just going to say it. I feel like you're in a rush to get out of here. I feel like you have some. I want Brandon to talk about a movie that we're not going to talk about, but we're all going to talk about. I feel like, no, I feel like Austin has some husbandry that he has to do. A cacao. I'm I'm winning. Sorry, I have a lady in my life. Yeah, now. <laughs> right, trying to have a baby over here. What do you What do you expect? <laughs> See, you said it. I was just hinting at it, but whatever. 
All right, so let's get out of here so that Austin could uh, can disappoint his wife. Brandon <laughs> is tall with beard. Austin is slightly tall with very nice hair. Me, I'm short. short. Unlovable. Short. Yeah. I have the best styled hair out of all of us. Hello. And we've been the movie buffoons. And we have indeed been the movie buffoons. Follow uh, 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 Buffoon Brandon. Yes, got it right. Buffoon underscore Esquire. Big shot. Shots? Shots? Shots. S-C-H-O-T-T-S. Follow Brandon's blog at buffoonbrandon.org slash you um <laughs> i bought that dot com watch the core and all the other movies that we have and hey listen our back catalog we don't remove stuff so listen to all that too you can go way back into the annals and go uh, go listen to our first like three hour episode on snatched where we do it scene <laughs> by scene and basically tell you how the movie is without analyzing it even a little bit <laughs> We are we are explaining everything we so the listener doesn't have to watch the movie. We are watching these long movies way. <laughs> we have come a long way in this year. Hopefully, we'll up our production value in the next year. Hope everyone had a happy 420. Hope everyone enjoyed watching the movie. For Austin, for Brandon, for myself, movie buffoons out. <gasps> Roll the goddamn credits, I nailed it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>